Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast. I am, like always, your host, Jacob DeLawrence. And like I said, I just want to welcome everybody in tonight to the episode or today, whenever you're listening to this, doesn't matter. I'm just glad that you're listening to the podcast and I appreciate you taking the time out your day to welcome me into your ears and into your home, into your car, your headphones, your AirPods. However you listen to this podcast, I just want to thank you for listening and welcome me in. So like I said, my name is Jacob Lawrence and this is the Believe in UConn Women's Basketball Podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for prof- uh, for professionals. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just finished watching the game against DePaul. It got a little tight at the end, so I'm still a little excited, a little amped. So I might trip over a word here or there, but it's all good nonetheless. Like I said, believe in UConn women's basketball, the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for, uh, for professionals. Do you believe? Because I believe, and after this game, I really believe in the Huskies and their chance to cut down the Nets come March. But that's a few months away, so I don't want to get ahead of myself right now. Matter of fact, all I really want to do is just talk about this game against DePaul. But before I do that, got to do a little housekeeping like we do every week here on the show. So I just want to let everybody know that, again, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. So if you get podcast on any of those, all you got to do is open up your app, go to that search bar, type in Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Yukon, and it will pop up right there for you. Or you can go to Believe.com, click on that Shows tab, scroll down, there's a nice little search bar for you. Just type in Yukon. That's all you got to do. Just type in Yukon, it'll pop up right there. You'll see the nice little graphic that the nice people put together for us that says right there, UConn Believe. Just all you got to do is click it. It'll take you to the page for the show. You'll see last week's episode. You'll see this week's episode. And you'll see all future episodes as well right there. And also underneath the title, it'll have a nice little icon. So if you want it in your news feed, we got you. It's got the Apple Podcast, the Stitcher, the Spotify, Google Play, and TuneIn, like I mentioned before. So there's no reason for you not to subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, go ahead and like us. Give us a five-star review. Leave a comment. Share it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your coworkers. Tell that person that stops you every morning when you're going for a jog that wants to say hi, that annoying neighbor. Tell them to. Tell the guy at the gym next to you on the bike. It doesn't matter. Just tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a stranger. Tell somebody to tell somebody. Sharing is caring. That is how we will grow this podcast. This is how we grow this family here. Because this is what we are. We're a family. We're all Huskies fans. We all believe in the Lady Huskies. We all want to see us cut down that net and end this three-year-long drought. Yes, I know three years isn't a long time in sports, but if you're a UConn fan, it is a very long time. We're used to winning national championships. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm looking forward to March and April. Right now, this is December. Christmas is right around the corner. It's the holiday season. It's the time to be joyful and grateful and be in a giving mood. Sharing is caring. And I'm very joyful and grateful right now that the Lady Huskies are handling business so far. And we're going to get into that in a second. But again, before we do that, just remember, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, 
You can follow Believe on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JDella. And remember, if you got any questions or anything, hey, use the hashtag BelieveUConn. That's hashtag B-L-E-A-V-U-C-O-N-N. Whatever question, comments, thoughts, opinions that you have, please use that hashtag. Share it. I will go searching for it. We're going to do a listener episode. We're going to do a Q&A like I said on episode one, I want to bring everybody into this. I want to make this as interactive as possible. While I am the host, this is our podcast. We share this much like we share our love for UConn. And I know it may sound like I'm harping on this, but this is just how I feel about this team. I grew up with them. One of these days, I'm going to give you a nice episode detailing my history with Connecticut basketball and exactly why this means so much for me. So look forward to that in the coming weeks. It'll be a nice little special episode for you. You'll still get your weekly episode of me breaking down whatever games we have or whatever big breaking news is going on. But I will give you that special episode also because, like I said, it's the holiday season, man. I'm in a giving mood. But again, that's all coming forward in the future. Right now, tonight is about DePaul. Today is about DePaul. It will be about DePaul until we move forward on to our next matchup. But hey, I'm getting ahead of myself. Just remember, Believe Podcast. That's at Believe Podcast on Twitter, Believe.com. Click the show tab like I told you earlier. And like I said last week, we got pages of pages. We have 150 different podcasts, man. Go look. There's something for you. And especially if you're a fan of football right now, Especially the NFL, to be uh, specific. The playoffs are right around the corner. Many fantasy leagues are wrapping up right now. So we got podcasts for every team. We got the Rams. We have the Cardinals. We got the Browns. We also have the Believe in the 49ers podcast with your host, Rashawn Haylock, and Super Bowl champion and 13-year NFL veteran, Eric Davis, breaking down everything San Francisco 49ers from that boy Jimmy G looking like money to Kittle becoming a breakout star seemingly overnight. It doesn't matter. If it's 49ers, they got you covered. So go ahead and give them a listen. Give them a like, a subscribe, and a share too. Because we're all one family here at Believe. So hey, we provide quality content because we are the number one podcast network for professionals. Hey, it's not just a catch. It's just not a catch a little slogan. It's the truth and it's a matter of fact. Now, like I said, this episode is going to be a breakdown on the DePaul game, which last week when I was breaking down Notre Dame and looking forward, I told everybody, hey, DePaul, they're ranked number 15 at the time. They were 16 going into this matchup. Hey, I, I didn't, you know, hey, Connecticut's been blowing DePaul out. And like I said, some people say there's a drop from the top of the hierarchy in women's basketball to the middle and then to the bottom. Doesn't matter. I said before, this was a trap game. That you just blew out your rival who is having a down year, but it is a rival nonetheless, and you just blew them completely out the water. And now you have to go play another ranked team on the road. You're roughly a week away from Christmas, so for whatever reason, this is an excuse, but we have seen these things happen. People tend to get lackadaisical. Oh man, we just blew out Notre Dame. We're feeling good. We're finna roll into Chicago, see DePaul, and blow them right out their own gym. And then next thing you know, You get that ESPN update. You look down at your phone. Number two, Connecticut loses. What? How? Because you got overconfident. You fell into a trap. That didn't happen tonight. The Lady Huskies were able to 
hold on, and I use that term loosely, and beat DePaul 84-74 in a game that at one point looked like it was going to be a trademark Connecticut blowout. The Huskies were up by twenty as many as 26 in this game, and it looked like it was going to be another 30-point victory for the Lady Huskies. But DePaul fought back in the second half, specifically the third quarter in which they outscored UConn 27-14 to cut into the lead. DePaul had it within, if I'm not mistaken, it was a six-point game at one point, and DePaul was making a nice little run. They were starting to hit threes. Connecticut was turning the ball over. It was not Connecticut's best effort in terms of just taking care of the ball. For a team that averages roughly 12, 13 turnovers per game, the Lady Huskies had 21 this game. And in the first quarter, they had six, if not seven turnovers. And they seemed to be boom, 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 back to back. Despite having all those turnovers in the first quarter, the Lady Huskies did manage to double up DePaul and led 26 to 13 at the end of the one. At the end of one, thanks to a 14 to two run that the Huskies basically blew the game open. And if anybody is used to watching Connecticut basketball, you see Connecticut go on one of those trademark runs and you're like, okay. There's nothing to see here. I can go ahead and change the channel. This was fun. I enjoyed these first 15, 20 minutes of it. You know what? Let me go watch Monday Night Football. Let me go watch this. Let me, let me, there's something else. You know, I got some stuff on my DVR I need to clear. That, that wasn't quite the case tonight. The Huskies in the second quarter, they came out. They again put the, put their foot on the Paul's neck and applied more pressure Won that quarter 29-16. So, like I said, UConn's feeling good. They're leading. They're going into the half feeling great. Whatever happened, they came out a little flat in the third quarter. DePaul took advantage of it. Made it a tight game. We go into the fourth quarter with about roughly four to five minutes left. It was right in that six-point, eight-point range. DePaul was hitting shots. They were feeling confident. Connecticut was turning the ball over. Luckily, the Huskies were able to get a few key plays, a few key steals. And managed to spread and widen that lead and just kept DePaul at bay just enough. And the very interesting interesting thing about this game for those that watched, you know, right around the last minute or so of the game, it was about a six to eight point lead, like I said, which is where it stayed. And DePaul chose not to foul. They decided to play for the steal. They had a foul to give. It was roughly, I believe, a minute 40 on the clock. Paul is down six or eight at the point. They're choosing to play for the steal and not foul, which is a very interesting tactic for those that have played basketball or coached basketball or have watched enough basketball. At this point, this is usually where it becomes the longest two minutes in the world. There's a saying that if you only have two minutes left to live, that you want it to be the last two minutes of the game seven of the NBA finals, and it's a three-point game or a one-point game or a tightly contested game because it's essentially going to become a foul, stop clock, shoot shots, foul, stop clock, shoot shots, and it will make those two minutes feel like 30 minutes. And this is what many people expect at the end of the game, but DePaul, for whatever reason, decided, hey, we'll play them straight up. They've been a little turnover happy tonight, so hey, maybe we can get them to force a pass or we can get a steal. We can rip somebody real quick, go get a quick bucket, boom, boom, call a timeout whatever we have to do here to avoid committing the foul and sending Connecticut to the line and giving the Lady Huskies free points. However, that did not work. At one point, DePaul applied a press to which the Lady Huskies were able to break said press, get the ball over half court, and once the ball crossed half court, the Huskies did not dribble the ball 
other than going up for a layup. They managed to make five passes and play keep away without getting fouled by DePaul and then score a layup that essentially iced the game with only taking one, two dribbles. And like I said, that was on the process of the backdoor cut going up for the layup. So that right there is a clinic in how to move without the ball by all players involved and just how to space the floor and create. You don't have to dribble in order to get a good shot or get a good assist. Ball movement is key in basketball. If you look at the Golden State Warriors in the NBA when they were healthy and at full squad, they were passing the ball around. Klay Thompson set a record last year, scored roughly 30, 40 points, 60 points. He just went bonkers one game and only dribbled the ball 11 times the whole entire game. That is just key for all of those of you that have young children. Or if you're a kid yourself listening to the podcast and you're a fan of the Lady Huskies, just just go watch the film, especially the Notre Dame game as well, and you just see how the team is able to pass from here, swing the ball, you make the defense move and rotate, somebody falls asleep on a rotation, you have a backdoor cut, boom, hit a pass, it's an easy bucket. Also, it just shows you that, hey, even if you don't have the ball in your hand, you can still be doing stuff. You can still be setting a screen. You can still be effective and learn how to move without the ball. And that is a key part of basketball because when the ball becomes stagnant, the defense is able to sit, lanes become clogged up. It just becomes a very ugly game. And basketball is a very beautiful, quick, easy flowing game. Now, before we get into this game a little bit deeper, let's just go ahead and take a look at the box score real quick. This was a very, very impressive effort by the Lady Huskies, especially the starters, because you had one, two, three, four of the five starters scored, and all four that scored were in double digits. You had 13, 22, 22, and 19, which is very solid because Megan Walker led the way with 22. Crystal Dangerfield also had 22 as well. And then you had 19 by Olivia Nelson. So this is a very solid effort that the starters are producing. They are producing at a high clip. You also had eight points off of the bench. Gino played. The minutes were very, they were distributed evenly and as well as they've normally been throughout the season so far. So there's nothing too, too astonishing or different there. Dangerfield played all 40 minutes. Walker played 40 as well. Williams had th- played 37 minutes. Nelson played 31. So it's very solid. Hey, this is a team that, like I said before, is a team that is replacing a lot without, with losing Katie Lou and other pieces of that team. So you have a lot of players who were here last year, but they weren't playing major minutes. They weren't in key roles. So to see these ladies and women, I'm sorry, these women step up and play with all these extra minutes and produce 40 minutes, 22 points, 40 minutes, 22 points, 31 minutes, 19 points, 37 minutes, 13 points. It's making the most of your time on the court. And that's all that you can ask of somebody if, Hey, if I give you 40 minutes, just make the most of it. Be efficient with your time on the court. Hey, I don't necessarily need you to score 20, 30 points every game out of those 40 minutes. But if I give you 40 minutes, I need you to give me solid production out of those 40 minutes. For example, Dangerfield and Walker were a combined 17 of 33 from the field, and they both played 40 minutes. They played the whole entire game. 
Walker also contributed 13 rebounds, two of which were offensive. Dangerfield put up three rebounds. She had four assists and three steals. However, like I mentioned earlier, turnovers were a little bit of a problem tonight. The team normally averages 12 to 13. Tonight, it was 21. You can say that DePaul applied some pressure, that the Huskies were trying to get the ball out, made a lot of careless turnovers over passes. There were a couple of dead ball turnovers. There was a traveling on the inbound play. So while you see 21 turnovers, if you go look at the film, you can actually see what kind of turnovers they were because, again, you can commit 30 turnovers, but if 20 of those 30 turnovers are dead ball turnovers, such as a offensive foul, a travel, a traveling on an inbound, stuff of that nature, are you bat a ball out of bounds, a ball rolls off you out of bounds, things of that nature aren't as critical of a turnover in general as if your defender stole the ball from you and scored a layup because that right there basically cost you two points. That took two points away that you could have scored and then gave the other team two points. So that's a swing of four points right there. Whereas, hey, you know what? You threw a pass. I reached for it. I tipped it. It went out of bounds. Dead ball turnover. That gives a chance to set our defense up and we can limit the possibility of a bucket being scored on us. So again, turnovers, you see 21. Oh man, they played a sloppy game. No, no, not necessarily. Again, you have to look and see and take in consideration what kind of turnovers it was. Because also, if you look at this game, this was a game of runs by Connecticut. Like I said, in the first quarter, Connecticut busted, jumped out to a 14-2 run at one point, which made the game seem like, oh, this is going to be a classic Connecticut beat them down. No, no, not at all. DePaul, they stayed in it. They fought back to their credit. However, Connecticut has beat DePaul 17 straight times. So if you're a betting person, you're like, yeah, Connecticut's got this one. You were right, Connecticut got it. However, I feel like your wallet may become a little tight at some point because, ooh. Actually, I'm sorry, I'm correction. I said earlier the game got within six. It was actually a four-point game with about seven minutes left in the game. Thanks to, again, like I said, DePaul got hot from the three-point line and they started hitting them and had it 70-66. to Connecticut pulled away, which this is a game where coming off of the complete destruction of Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish and Muffet McGraw, you roll into a soon-to-be conference rival again matchup and you're like, all right, hey, they're ranked, but we just beat Notre Dame. Like I said, and it seems like I'm harping, but this is just the importance and the mindset of a program like Connecticut. You can't afford to have a game where you blow somebody out that's a rival and then you come and lay an egg. That is the difference between the really, really good programs and then the great programs that you strive to be. People strive to be Connecticut basketball. They strive to be a Stanford. They strive to be a South Carolina. You could be really, really great and be like a Florida State, which none of this is any shot at any of these other teams. It's just you show that level that if you ask somebody from Florida State, yeah, we want to be Connecticut. We want 11 national championships. We want to be the gold standard when you think of women's basketball. And things like avoiding trap games, these are the things that allow you to become that. 
much like Louisville, who played this past weekend, knocked off their in-state rival Kentucky. Their next matchup could very well be a trap game for them. They could slip, fall, and those are the difference makers when you're building a program to compete with the likes of Connecticut. So again, Connecticut, hey, DePaul, you cannot slip up. The Lady Huskies did not slip up. It was very close. DePaul showed a lot of great heart, a lot of fight, a lot of fight. They managed to storm back. And luckily the Huskies held on. And this will probably become one of those games where if you look back later in the season, say right around March Madness, and you're like, okay, Connecticut's really been clicking lately. This is a game that you can go back and look and go, yeah, that close scare against DePaul where they got within four after being up by as many as 26. Ooh, that had to be, that's a changing point because that shows that these women were able to grow up in game and be like, hey, we cannot lose this one right here. We have to hold on. We have to slam the door shut. This is what Gino mentioned earlier in the season where it was like, yeah, there's a lot of things here that need to change. A lot of players have to grow up. You have to become better. You're stepping into new roles. This is part of that process of growing up, being better, stepping into new roles. And it's a solid effort by the Lady Huskies. So, again, no trap here today. Business was handled. Next up for the Lady Huskies is the 22nd. They will take on Oklahoma, who is currently 6-4. and four. It should be a solid effort by Connecticut. They should come out, steamroll the Lady Sooners, and go on about their business heading into Christmas. An interesting fact about DePaul and Connecticut that I just that was just brought to my attention. The Lady Huskies have not lost to DePaul since December of 1983. That's a good little bit. That is roughly 36 years in which the Lady Huskies have not lost to DePaul. Like I said, hey, if you're a bad person, just take Connecticut to cover against DePaul. Just straight up, don't even worry about the point spread. Just, hey, Connecticut over DePaul, give me the straight win. Call it a day, safe bet. And now, the issue with Connecticut and DePaul will become very much more apparent next year because because the Lady Huskies are returning back to the Big East. Actually, Connecticut as a whole is returning back to the Big East, so that would be a very welcome as Connecticut was one of the original founding members of the Big East, the quote-unquote Catholic Seven that helped that found that founded the conference. So you will see more Connecticut DePaul action coming next season, which is going to be interesting because the Blue Demons have won the Big East tournament the past two seasons and for the last six years, which albeit Connecticut has not been in the Big East. So hey, Connecticut. Lady Huskies, we're going back to the Big East, and there's our clear rival in the Big East. It is the DePaul Blue Demons. And like I mentioned, Connecticut up next, Oklahoma on Sunday. It's the Hall of Fame Showcase. The game will be in Eucanisville, Connecticut. It should be a matchup that the Lady Huskies can handle with very little issue. However, again, every game has the potential to be a trap game for Connecticut. Because when you face a rival like Notre Dame and then you follow it up with another lesser rival, albeit, but still a top 16, top 20 team in DePaul and you manage to escape because this is what this was. You were up by 26. You win by 10. The game was as close to four as four. You escaped. I'm sure Gino is in the locker room letting the ladies know that, hey, this was a very 
solid win. Wouldn't call it a great win. Good job. However, we have to be better. There's no reason that we should escape like this. So, hey, now you roll. You see an Oklahoma team, six and four. We should be able to handle them. You set yourself up because after Oklahoma, the Lady Huskies don't play again until they play Wichita State on the 2nd of January. So you get some nice time off. You get to enjoy Christmas. You could be looking forward. Slip up, boom, boom. Oklahoma shocks the world, gets an upset. And then it becomes this Connecticut falling off. Those That chatter starts up again. It becomes very loud. Which may be what Connecticut needs. Maybe maybe Geno's hoping that somehow this team slips up. Especially prior to the murderous row portion of the schedule. Because like I mentioned in the prior episode. Baylor. Tennessee. Oregon. South Carolina. Are all within a month of each other. Starting on January the 9th with Baylor. They will see Tennessee the 23rd of January. They will see Oregon the 3rd of February. They will see South Carolina the 10th of February. That is a lot of high-level top 25, top 5, top 10 opponents. So if you're going to take a bad, a quote-unquote bad loss or if you're going to take a wake-up call, now is the time to have it because you have Oklahoma, Wichita State, SMU. Then you see Baylor. Then you have Houston, Memphis, UCF, and Tulsa. Then you get Tennessee. This is the stretch where you have that game where you just get it out of your system. The DePaul game may be it. Time will tell. We will look forward and we will look back and we can say, hey, this is when they got it out of the system. Because you don't want to head into that murderer's row and you definitely don't want to head into March being like, all right, it's conference tournament time. It's it's the big dance time. It's March Madness time. And now you just have a complete game where you are just haywire and you just fall apart. Even when Connecticut was on a 100-plus game win streak, you still had games where you looked bad and you had to get it out of your system. It is a thing with basketball, any sports, you will look bad. Like I mentioned the Niners earlier in the Believe in 49ers podcast. Go ahead and check that episode out and listen to them talk about the game against the Falcons. That is a game which you should have won as the Niners. You're a team that just went into New Orleans, beat the Saints at home, put up almost 50 on the Saints in the Superdome, and then you go back home and you drop an egg. That is a trap game, and that is also a get-it-out-of-your-system game. Like, hey, we got to tighten up. Playoffs are around the corner. Same concept applies to Connecticut. We shall see how it goes. But that is in the future. Like I said, I promise you a lot for the future because this is a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You can stumble in mile three or five of the marathon and still manage to pull yourself together and finish strong at mile 26.2 because the point two matters if you ask a marathon runner. What you don't want to happen, what you don't want to have happen is stumble at mile 25 and a half and then trip from that that stumble becomes a trip, you fall, and you can't make it to the mile 26.2. You can't finish the job. So that's the motto. That is the motto, as far as I'm concerned, is finish the job. It started with practice day one. It will not end until we are cutting down the nets in April. We have to finish the job. I'd rather stumble now 
than stumble in the tournament. And I think every UConn fan can agree. If you don't, if you don't, let me know. Use the hashtag believe UConn. B L E A V U C O N N. Let me know. Be like, hey Jacob, I don't want to stumble at all. I want an undefeated season. I want a national title. I don't feel like I don't feel like this is a team that needs to have a get out your system game. Just let me know your thoughts, please. Tell me. This is a like I said, this is a very interactive podcast. I want everybody to have a say. Let me know what you think and feel. If you feel like this is a team that maybe they should, maybe they need more than one loss. Maybe they don't need to stumble against a lesser team like an Oklahoma or an SMU or a Memphis. Maybe they need to get beat decisively against a Baylor or an Oregon. Maybe that'll really wake them up and have Geno motivated. Let me know how you feel about it. Again, hashtag believe UConn or just leave it in the comment section in the review that you write for this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, however you want to get that to me or at me on Twitter at underscore J Della. Matter of fact, at the Believe Network, at Believe Podcast and be like, hey, let J Della, let Jacob know that Connecticut doesn't need to stumble at all. They'll be fine. Do whatever you guys have to do. Please let me know. I want your input. This is our podcast, like I said before. Without you, this show doesn't tick. So come on, let me know. Give me your thoughts. Give me your opinions. Give me your Bueller. I would give you mine every week. You sit here and ride with me for 20 to 30 minutes, if not more, every week. And I thank you for it. So like I said, just give me, give me what you got, man. I won't be mad. I can take some criticism. I wouldn't be asking for it if I didn't want it. So, before we get out of here for this week, I just want to remind you all that Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I believe. And seeing a win like this really makes me believe. So again, like I said, go to Believe.com. Click on shows. Scroll down. See that search bar? Yeah, right there. Just, Just type what you're interested in. NFL, you get all your podcasts. Oh, maybe you know, maybe you like gambling. Just just type in betting. We got shows for everything, man. Literally, matter of fact, when you just hit the shows tab, look at the third podcast, Adventure Badassery Trending. That is all you need to know. It is a new podcast coming soon by Christian Vera. He's a TV host, journalist, producer. She has been at the forefront of all things that are trending and viral for eight seasons as that's the host of the show right this minute. So go ahead. Go ahead. Just just keep that page. Just open up in the tab on Chrome, Safari, Firefox. You already got about 15 tabs open. What's one more? Just keep that open. So that way you can come back and check in about a couple weeks, a couple days. Just, just keep an eye on it because there's episodes coming soon. It is a new podcast coming to Believe. Believe is constantly adding content for you. Because we want you to have everything covered. We want everything. If it is an interest of you, if it's an interest of somebody that you know, we want you to come to us because we are the best. So we got you covered. And if there are any advertisers out there and like, hey, you know what? You guys are right at Believe. You are the number one podcast network for professionals. You guys are the best. You do have former athletes. You have Super Bowl champions. You have 
players that have won at the highest of levels. You have former college BCS champions. You have Orange Bowl champions. You have college basketball players. You have WNBA players, NBA players, NFL players. You have professional gamers. You have professional cocktail drink makers. You have reality TV people. You have everybody. You have all the professionals, the people who have the experience at the things that they are talking about. And you're like, you know what? That's a good place for me to advertise. So just go ahead and shoot an email right on over to us. You know you want to. All you got to do is just contact Believe at Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V at symbol B-L-E-A-V dot C-O-M. And we can make something work here because all we believe in is making things work achieving a goal, and pressing forward, much like the Lady Huskies. Make things work. Achieve your goal for the day. Press forward to your bigger goal. Until next week, my name is Jacob DeLawrence. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at underscore jdella. Like, subscribe, share, tell a friend. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Doesn't matter. As long as you share it, listen, download, whatever, I thank you and I appreciate you. Until next week, Bleed Blue, we are UConn. You're not. Sorry, not sorry. Go Huskies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.